Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey there, this is Jose Ignacio Alfaro, producer of Are We Still Talking About This? In this episode, Jessica and Adam speak to Shantae Waynes. Shantae is a comedian, writer, and actress who is a proud member of the LGBTQ plus community and a member of the Waynes family. She speaks openly about her trials with addiction and penchant for excitement, sometimes at a cost. However, this year is a good one for Shantae. Her Netflix half hour, produced by Tiffany Haddish, will be released this summer. Follow her at Shantae Waynes for updates. Who is Shantae Wayans? Who is Shantae Wayans? Oh, so many things. I'm part Daenerys, <laughs> part Wayans, part LGBT. Um, you know, I am a a voice now. I, I came from, you know, the shy background and I found the stage and that stage helped me to bring out a voice. I'm part of the Wayans family and, you know, my grandma had 10 kids. So my mom had my brother and I when she was super young and we lived in the projects with them in like a two, I think it was like a two, three bedroom apartment with 10 kids that she had plus three uh, grandkids Wow, living in there. So <laughs> for a long time, you know, we were, we grew up poor and stuff like that. And then, you know, Keenan Damon, Maul and Sean, uh, well, not Maul and Sean yet, but Kim, they all started to excel and you know they were doing their movies and stuff like that so i got to come up and and seeing uh our lives kind of change uh unfortunately you know it's it was five of them but really two of them really making money and they couldn't take care of that many people but they they did what they did they like looked out for us but in saying that like i actually hated the industry for a long time because i got to see like all of that. I got to see like, you know, I started having friends and, you know, people like me that I used to like and they didn't want to mess with me. And now, you know, they would come to my graduation and now all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know, so I dealt with that stuff and I hated it like growing up. But I I mean, yeah, and living color, you know, I'm going to get you sucker. Like I was yeah. I was around. I was a baby, but I was around for all that. Well, wow. and that was in New York. That was in, yeah, New York and New Jersey. We moved wow. uh, a lot. What neighborhood in New York? Uh, grew up in Chelsea Squares. That was uh, Fulton Housing. And then uh, we also lived in Brooklyn, Harlem, Queens. My mom moved a lot. Wow. Unfortunately, before we turn the mics on, um, you guys were talking about, I think, the first night that you saw each other. Yeah. 
which was I, I hadn't heard that before. That was phenomenally interesting oh, to me. Man. So, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the night before, the night before my special. Physically, you just have to be prepared. I think, you know, a lot of comedians you work for so long and uh, so hard that you get to a place where you may feel like you may not make it. And so when the opportunity presents itself, it's for me, it was a lot of pressure. It was exciting. It was anxiety. It was all those things. But it's more so like, is this for real happening? And, you know, unfortunately, I, I went through a phase of, you know, um, relapsing and, and picking up a drink and, and doing it in celebration. But it was something that uh, I've stayed away from for so long that it just wasn't a good combination. You know, the universe works well for me uh, because I always get smacked in my face and smacked enough to where it's like, look, bro, I'm not going to take everything away from you, but you have to realize this. My ego kind of got the best of it. And, you know, I just felt like I was at this place where I can do things that weren't good for me. And and I started changing my habits. You know, I stopped meditating. I stopped uh, doing the things that made me feel good. I started going around people that, uh, you know, I usually wouldn't go around and not to blame anybody else because it's all my fault. But it just took me through this kind of kind of loop and also eye opener. Like I kind of needed that. I kind of needed to go through that. And gratefully, I made it out. Um, and, you know, gratefully, I understand what it means to not be able to do <laughs> that shit. So how long before that, you said you were sober before that for? Ah, oh, for four and a half years. Wow. That's yeah. A, that's, that's like the, time. that's like the, uh, the hard part of it. Cause you know, when people relapse, you like go through this, like, damn, you know, you have four, like for the past uh, month, I mean, I'm sober now, but for the past like month, I was going back and forth of like, oh, I didn't, I won't do it for like two days. You know what I mean? And then. I'll be like, well, I'm only two days sober. You know, I could go back and, and start all over. So it's easier when it's earlier in the game. But then, like, when you have that long time, it, it hurts. And I think it hurts more because you feel like you disappointed right. everybody. And, you know, now everybody's worried again. And it's like, it's okay. Um, Again, I think I'm in a better place. And I think I needed it. And gratefully, I was able to wake up another day to change that course. I used to sabotage a lot, like especially when things were going right, yeah. just to like test, you know, the situation. And now I've accepted that, you know, things can work out. Right. You know. Right. And that that's what that's what it is. Look, I could have I could have been in an even better place and done that and had yes people around me right. and then not felt like I had to go back to being helped. You know, so again, I needed it. Gratefully, I had practice and knowing what the universe could do for me and how it can change my life and how great I felt during that time. Um, and again, it was it was really about celebration and ego and all that stuff, which in turn took me to a depressive state. And it was just like, I don't even like this. I don't even I don't, I don't even like how I feel. And, you know, I. I'm at the point of like, I, I like surrendered so much where I'm like in a meeting every day. That's great. That's every, you know, every day it's like whatever I have to do, I need to do that to be better. And whatever other opportunity comes from it, great. Um, if not, I take responsibility. What was that first drink um, about four and a half months ago like? 
Yo, so the the funny thing was, you know, I took a, <laughs> I made a drink. Uh, you know, I'm a shot person, which is also <laughs> dumb as hell. Okay. Um, and more so, why would I come back to like tequila? That was just. <laughs> Who do you think you are? But I guess I thought I could feel it quicker and it, you know, I won't want to drink as much. Um, but that first drink for me, I actually got tired and I was like, this, I'm old, I'm getting older. <laughs> it's no longer fun. And so I didn't drink again for the next two days. And then I had this, like, you know, in my head, I had this goal of like, all right, well, I'll drink until the end of this. And then, uh, I'm going to stop so I can get ready for, for the special and do all this stuff. But it was just pockets of like, you know, I can do it. And then I couldn't. Yeah. I, for, a, for a long time, I've been saying like, I'm not going to drink unless something it's worthy of drinking. You know, so maybe I'll get a cabin, bring some people around that I trust and we'll do a celebration. Then I'll go back to being, you know, cool again. Right. So yeah, it all worked out in your head. The, it the was fantasy. Head. It was, yeah. I just didn't know when. And so like, dude, you got to understand, like I got a new manager. Um, I, I went on the first audition with him, booked that gig. Then, you know, the special deal came through Tiffany Haddish, you know, like it was just, it was just a lot of stuff was like huge. And I literally was trying to wait till I went to this, uh, event. It was like a lesbian festival, which is huge. And I was like, I'm not going to drink it till I go there. And then I was like, well, let me just, it, it was really just a cocky, like I'm by myself. I'm in a, you know, studio, you know, I got a view and stuff and, you know, I got friends coming over now where I was just living a different life before. Um, I just got cocky, but then it turned into, you know, uh, I heard somebody say this in an AA meeting, but you, your mind is saying, I'm not going to drink today and your legs take you straight to the store. So I got a Seven Eleven that sell liquor. What 7-Eleven sell liquor <laughs> till two in the morning? You know what I mean? So you got yeah. that. You got the liquor store right there. Look, it's just, I got to go get cash or I got to go get some M&Ms. And then why not get a... I don't, when I go to shows lately, I, do, I don't drink. Yeah. And so I'm not a performer, but I'm still at a comedy show. And it's, it's different. Comedy sober. Better be, better be yeah. strong. That's, that's the... That's what I was upset with myself about because sober, I just started becoming brave being sober. I just did a play. That play made me like understand that live performance. So I became a different person coming from that play and, and just, you know, going with the crowd because I was I was doing a play in front of people that um, I would never think would come see me. So to to have them like show love to me and do all that stuff was like, oh, okay, you know, I could do this. And I came back a whole different beast. So when I took that drink, it was just cloudiness. It was just like, what are you, what are you doing? What was the play? Uh, it was called uh, Collective Rage, Five Bettys in a Play. Uh, it was me, Leah Delaria, Dana Delaney, uh, Anna Villafani, and um, Adina Burson. But it was like everybody else was like, you know, big or acting and, you know, into Broadway. And this was like my first like huge acting thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. That's got to be terrifying to start doing that in live theater. Oh, wow. I can't. I can't. It, it, a good warm up for a comedy. Yeah. And it's great that you did that so, sober. Such like sober. A, wow. Yeah, I did. I, I, and the funny thing is I was staying with an alcoholic. And, you know, I was just sitting there and I, you know, it's like weird because you're looking at them just going, I remember those days and I don't want to be that person. 
When did you start to drink when you were a kid, if you uh, did? You, I didn't drink until I was 17. Oh, wow. uh, I had like one drink and I only drank because I was around people who, my uh, a chick, a chick that I really liked, she was my best friend. And uh, we kissed like out the blue uh, years before. And then when I was like 14 or 15, I got a random call from her and she was like, um, I need to talk to you. And I had a crush on her since I kissed her. So I'm like, ooh, she's going to come tell me she's in love with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went through my stepdad closet, put on my back, you know, got my baggiest gear. I was like, I'm going to impress her. And she showed up with this other girl and this other chick whose parents was out of town. So now I had to get in the car with my crush who was with somebody else. And I had to be with this other girl. We get to her house. They, you know, they're pouring drinks. And I just, you know, remember seeing adults pour drinks. So my first cup, <laughs> my first cup, I put like vodka to the top. <laughs> and then and then I put like, you know, the soda or whatever, because I do it needed color. And I drank that. And I just remember being in her living room and being like, woo. And then I felt that swoosh. And I. Next thing I know, I just remember her going, "My this fucking couch costs more than your life." Oh Jesus! <laughs> I threw up everywhere. <laughs> um, and she was she was pissed. She was pissed. That was my first drink, and then I didn't like start drinking until I moved out here, and um, probably like twenty three, um, twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, I can't imagine what it'd be like to work in a bar every night. Yeah, oh, God. Like, like that'd be a problem for me. It's uh. Oh, you had a thing for bartenders. Oh, yeah. That's how I had <laughs> years and years of being in right. bars. Well, yeah. Anybody that got to sell yeah. stuff to you, you're always uh, excited about because they got to sell shit to you. So I want to ask you a stupid question. What are the, um, <laughs> do you think that gay groupies are worse and sneakier than straight gay groupies? groupies. Um, I'm, no, because at least with gay, you know, they gay, you know, you know, like, straight people you're just like what's the agenda like do you you know are you just doing this to be in you know do you really find something attractive about me or what is it but you know nowadays a lot of women are just ready to get taken care of or being that you know limelight um so you know what is dating like for you <sighs> dating sucks man dating sucks because i'm at a place where i'm finally like going I need specific things in order to make this work. And that doesn't mean I, I am in a selfish place. Um, but I, I think the person that comes into my life that's meant for me, won't I won't be selfish. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, you're taking care of yourself right now, which I is am. what you need to do. But I, I miss vagina. I've, I've been very, uh, <laughs> very lonely. <laughs> I've had fun. I've had some fun days, but, you know, I, I like companionship. How long has it been since you've been in a relationship where you're around the person a lot? My last relationship was over the summer. Uh, that was the last. I was with her for five and a half, six years. Wow. That's she a was, big one. She was part of my uh, sobriety journey. We we broke. The funny thing is she's still, she's my best friend. You know, if, if both of our paths came back together, she would probably be the one that I would settle down with. But she's also like in guru classes and stuff like that. And I'm kind of like in between. Wanting to get spiritual and still needing to let, you know, a little, a little schmazz. 
I'm like, I need to let some of my Gemini out of me because I've I've always been in relationships. So I'm like, I want to have fun, but I hate dating. That reminds me of somebody else. <laughs> Are you a Gemini? <laughs> but I like attention. And of I think course. that's what messes me up because people think that I'm cheating and they don't know. Like, I don't even like being out there like that because I'm so afraid of I, I seen too much. So I'm not a, you know, a hoe like that. You know, if you can get my attention and that's like real but at best Sometimes it might it be one person to find someone who can doesn't bore you yeah it's it's so weird it's so weird i think things change you know people people always start off in the beginning like they can do this they could do that and then especially me dating women they i'd be like you just told me we can have a threesome why are you <laughs> why are you going crazy on me and those are the things that I deal with. I'm like, you can't, you can't go from cooking and doing these things and, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not making it about like, you should be a woman in the house, but if you are doing that providing and, and, and that way, there's a balance. And I like working. I like spending money on the person that I'm dating, but I have to feel like, you know, I'm coming home or you got another job. And then, then that's where it becomes like equal, but you have to be able to stroke somebody's ego especially a man in a way that they feel like you want them and you're not too pushy if they want men boys night the the more you allow a man to kind of be a man without being a hoe and all that like disrespectful the more they're probably going to want to be around you when you start like taking care of yourself and loving you know healing yourself you start to pay attention to everybody who's just complaining about life you know what I mean? It's like, what are you doing to change whatever you feel? And a lot of women emotionally, like I've been meeting girls that, you know, lost somebody and 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 all that stuff, which is uh, something that's so hard to understand. It's like, how do you help them get out of those emotions or how do you, you know what I mean? Like every little thing is like, you're like, hey, how you doing? And they're like, oh man, you know, I just, you like, what? I don't, I can tell I don't need that in my life right now yeah it's nice when you come to a place where you know what you need and what you don't need especially right. what you don't need right is important so important what's the scariest flip out that you experienced that you had no idea that was coming because i can think about it. the scariest flip out yeah they just had no idea what you were walking into and it just started well, and well you're like, both Whoa. of them involves like getting punched <laughs> oh god one was I was dating this chick. She was a Virgo. I was dating this chick when I first moved out here. And I was I had my stuff at her house. She broke up with me. And she went, She was driving me back to my cousin's. My cousin was out of town. So she's telling me she's breaking up with me. And I'm like, fine. And she was like, fine. I'm going to crash this car into the tree. And I'm like, you know, let me out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you broke up with me, so I'm not understanding. Um <laughs> <laughs> so she drove me all the way to my cousin's house. Uh, I get out the car and I'm not like begging for her back or anything like that. She come in the house and just swings on me and start like, be I'm. it's so bad <laughs> that I'm sitting here in shock. I'm almost like, yo, you broke up with me. You kicked, you, you like threw my clothes on the porch, like all this stuff. And she just like went into the point where, um, not only did that happen, but the person that was at the crib called the cops and I'm telling her, yo, you should leave because the cops are coming. I'm still like 
trying to help her while my nose is busted. So I'm like, you should leave because they're going to take you to jail. And now she's outside the gate. Like, I'm not leaving. I want to make sure you're okay. No. And I'm like, don't get out of here. So she got arrested. And then like her family was yeah. mad that she got arrested. And I was like, I told her to get out of there. That was, that, that was, was kind of you. Because I mean, you, you crazy. I will never deal with you again. I actually did after that. But that was because I felt bad that she went to jail. <laughs> Maybe that was her plan. Yeah. She's thinking no, that's that a was high the level. Plan, but for somebody to go from like I don't want you to like I want you to want me, like it confuses the shit out of me. It's 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 so scary. Yeah. That was that was that yeah. That's a good to, one. That was I had to call my cousin. I was like, hey, you got blood on your wall. <laughs> She ripped my favorite shirt and everything. I was like, I don't, I don't want this kind of love. But another ex was like that because we moved to Jersey. And I remember I was going to do this open mic show. So she comes with me. Now, you know, Jersey, you gotta we had we wasn't driving, so we had to take a bus to the train, Journal Square, take that to New York. Then we had to walk to the spot. So this is like a long travel. And we got into it, and the whole ride there, she followed me and argued with me. And I was, like, trying to give her money to go back home. I was like, I can't have you around right now. Go back home. Go back home. I go sign up for the comedy show. We come. I'm coming back downstairs. She's still arguing with me. She would not leave. She just kept doing it. We get back to the uh, comedy spot. There's two security guards right in front of the comedy spot. And she swings on me oh, no. and we're like fighting. And I'm oh, like, yo, no. you guys are not going to stop this shit. So she's like just wailing. And I'm like, yo, chill, like grabbing her. I still went upstairs to do the show oh, my <laughs> after God. the fight. And she came up there. So I'm on stage oh, trying shit. to talk about what just happened. And she was like, yeah, I'm the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why do I keep getting in these relationships? <laughs> so was it, did it become just like a conversation between you guys while you're on stage? It was weird. Like all the other open micers was like, what is happening? And then you still went home with her after that. I still went home with her after that. I mean, what are you going to do at that point? Yeah. yeah I mean, but she moved out here uh, from here with me out there. But, you know, the other thing is like, the, the the problem with being a provider sometimes is that person gets too comfortable and then nothing else works. And what was happening for me was I was I was renting from my uncle and I was trying to pay that. I'm working at Macy's and Lids and I'm literally working at Macy's from 12 midnight to 8 a.m. I can go sleep for like two, three hours. Then I had to do lids from 12 to five. Oh my God. And then, you know, it, that was my cycle for especially the summer. And, um, she would, I would like go to my aunt's house to sleep. Cause you work right down the street from where I worked. And she would like call me to come pick her up. And I'm like, all you have to do is just walk straight down. You know what I mean? Or catch a cab. And she would be so like, you just gonna let me walk in these streets by. And I'm like, I know nothing. Just come. And it was that type of relationship. I went to rehab. Uh, she didn't pay none of the bills. Like, not even tried to put any money into it. And it, it that was like the thing that was just like, you got to go. Yeah. You got to go. I need to know like the stuff that I'm doing. And I like attention. I like attention. I need to feel that. And if I don't, I'm wasting my time. Yeah. I, I think that if people, you Jada and Will, 
well, Will said this, but they had to figure out how to go love themselves separately and then come back together. Because you really, like, we always look for somebody to be an equal and go, or you make me complete. And really, you should be complete within yourself before you get with somebody. Yep. And that's the fucking problem because you're constantly, you're the, you're the person to go to to be able to, like, vent to with everything. And even with my friends, it's like by the third time of you either wanting advice or saying the same thing, it's like, are you even looking for a solution? Because if not, I don't fucking want to hear about it anymore. I got my own problems. Yep. Uh, (laughs) What are we doing about this? Because we're talking about the same thing. It's like you clearly know what you should be doing and you're not doing it. And my answer is not going to change. So it's not going to change. You're all you doing. People energy like it just it's back and forth. I got to. Imagine hearing three, four people just talk about how their life is not going the way they want to. And it's not even like it's 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 stuff that you can. Yeah. yeah, Stuff that you can get out of like, bro, I'm you drained me. I'm tired. But when people get together very young, I always I'm like, what? What are you doing? Just and Mm -hmm. it's just because I know I didn't begin to know myself till I was decades, decades in. And I always marvel at this myth we have in our culture where you're supposed to be very young and find this person and somehow you can be generous and present for a person like no that's fucking impossible yeah yeah yeah. well you you could do that in like like uh not in la (laughs) yeah i'm trying to figure out like a indiana or like yeah somewhere some place where you're dead by 30 i guess you have right right right. I, i mean i feel like there's very few people that could do that but the problem it's it's the journey that you guys are willing to take together so that's how if you can, you know, take somebody for all their flaws and everything, then y'all could work it out. 